my name is Anitza. I am alone once again. Here's the deal. Mandy went through a little bit of a breakup. And if you've been listening for a minute, uh, you would have followed this relationship through its entire birth and progression and now ending. And you would know that it was kind of a big deal. So she's chilling. Also, I got a second job. I'm now a bartender. This is my first time ever being a bartender. So that threw a loop in our schedule. Um, if you want to follow my bartending uh, adventures, you should follow me on TikTok. I am Emerging Motherhood on all social media platforms. But to kind of piggyback on last week, because I've recommended a few TV shows and movies here and there, I want to recommend some books because we are all still on that bad bitch shit, right? 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 It's 2022. We're not putting up with bullshit no more. We're on that shit. We're drinking our water. Matter of fact, take a sip right the fuck now. Okay. (laughs) You know, we're taking care of ourselves. We're eating healthy. We're loving ourselves in all these ways. And reading is one of the things that's on our fucking list. And I know you know it. We're not some dumb bitches. We are cultured and shit. So I have some recommendations for books today that are not the traditional like self-help books. This isn't just straight like how to fucking feel like shit about how you're so shitty and then be less shitty. No. Some of these books are truly like fiction, books of fiction, but the way I related to the characters in the books helped me see my own life differently because I'm, I feel like I'm always examining things. Anything I'm like experiencing or doing, I'm doing it, but I'm also examining it and trying, I'm always trying to understand the why of anything that I'm doing because I like there to be purpose in what I'm doing. I mean, even if it's like the purpose is just to have fun. Okay, well, that's the purpose. And now I understand that and I can let loose and have fun. Okay. But like if I'm reading a book or something, I want to like connect with the characters. I just want to, I guess that's how I connect to books. That's how I can read and really get into it is like if I can connect and see myself in them and empathize in some way. So I want to recommend quite a few books that I read along my journey that all opened my eyes to some degree. And I think... If, if you and me connect on this level, I think you would like these books. I think you would enjoy them. I, I've always been a bit of a reader. so And also stay, stay listening to the end because I have a very, very, very extremely special, very special recommendation. So please, please keep listening. Okay. So one of the first books that I read that I really connected with strangely is it was The Help by Catherine Stockett. Okay. I obviously am not African-American. I am not a slave. I don't have any of that in my history. I am not saying this in that way. I related to the characters in the book in the sense that they were so trapped. They were the help. They didn't have any choice. There was segregation. It was a horrible time for them to be alive and they didn't have much. They were so tied and I could relate on that level. And then the way that those women revolted and the way that they bonded was also so inspiring to me to see how beautiful it can be. Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Literally to see how beautiful it can be when women come together and how hurtful it can be when women want to tear each other down or, or are not actively trying to help each other. You know what I mean? Like you can be good, you can be bad and you can be neutral 
And sure, there, no one's going to blame you if you're neutral, but fuck, if you have a chance to do good and you don't, that hurts, you know? And I think that book highlighted a lot of that for me. It helps me see humanity and relationships on a really different level. And it was really touching. It's a really thick book, but it just, it's a book. It just starts out with such a bang. Like I just remember the first page reading it in the parking lot of the library and like laughing and being like, oh my God, what is this book? And just blasting through it and then being able to watch the movie that I feel is really comparative and really close. Oh, it was so much fun. That book is so amazing. I highly recommend it. You should totally read The Help. Okay. And again, that's that's a fucking fictional book. There's, It's not like some self-help anything. It's truly just a, a book of enjoyment. But if you can see yourself in... And you can see yourself in a little bit in all of the characters... And then it helps you examine who you are and examine your heart a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's hard to just look in in yourself. But if you can see bits of yourself in a character, it's easier to say, man, I could really work on that too. Because now it's not you. You're you're connecting with somebody else and it's we can work on this. We, I, You know, she's got that too. I do too. And you know what I mean? It makes it easier for you to look within and work on what you have. So that book is beautiful. It's a great, beautiful, beautiful book. Great job. <laughs> okay, since we're talking about fictional books, here's another fictional book that I really, really blew my mind. Okay, Girl with a Pearl Earring by Tracy Chevalier. This one, I'm going to read the synopsis. Okay, so this book is really interesting because it's a book based on a paint, an actual painting, but the book is fictional. It's just a fictional book based on an actual real painting. And then there's also also a movie. So Girl with a Pearl Earring is a 1999 historical novel written by Tracy Chevalier set in 17th century Delft, Holland. The novel was inspired by local painter Johannes Vermeer's Girl with a Pearl Earring. Chevalier presents a fictional account of Vermeer, the model, and the painting. Okay, that's a very, very bland description of the book. But a, the girl with a pearl earring to me was a little bit like the Mona Lisa. You don't really know who the girl is in the painting. There's something and it's an actual painting. This is what I thought was really fucking cool. It's an actual painting, but the book is fiction. I don't know something about that. I just thought was so fucking cool. But they the book follows the girl in the painting. So it's almost like if you're following Mona Lisa. So it's girl with a pearl earring. So we are following the girl. How did she become the muse for this painting? And you and she is a bit of a like a housemaid. And and she has she's has a lot of conflicting feelings and you kind of follow her on this journey of of being the good girl and playing the part and and doing all the housework and stuff and then but also kind of being true to who she was. And then also it's an actual painting that has nothing to do with the book, but the guy, I don't know. Something about that really struck me and I just think it's really cool. And being able to, again, connect with those characters helped me see myself in certain ways and helped me see behaviors that I liked or behaviors that I didn't like or aspects of relationships that I didn't like. And it helped start highlighting bits of that in my life for me. So I highly recommend it. And again, it's a fictional book, so it's really fun to read if you're not wanting to read like a self-help book or something that's like really hard to like look within and childhood trauma. It's like, oh, my God. You know, sometimes I think you could just connect with a character and let her go through all that emotional turmoil, but then connect with her and just like kind of pick up on her healing a little bit. 
That's a little bit what I did on that one. Okay. Here is, okay, another book I would love to recommend. This one is a much lighter read. The Boy, the Mule, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie Maxey. Maxey? I can't ever, I don't understand his last name. Maxey. M-A-C-K-E-S-Y. That is such a sweet book. It's actually like a children's book, and it's a book where it's actually kind of hard to read because it's an artist. He drew all these beautiful pictures of a boy, a mule, a fox, and a horse, and it's a beautiful story of how they're like going through this journey, kind of like man versus nature. You know, if you remember the literary uh, things in, from high school, I just remember learning that one, a man versus nature, man versus man, man versus whatever. I'm not in high school anymore. Okay. <laughs> but so it's an artist and he drew these, these beautiful illustrations and then he wrote it. He, with the same like brush pen, he, he wrote the words, which so is kind of a couple sentences here, a couple sentences there, but it just has these beautiful little quotes you can pull out. And he even writes it in the beginning of the book. I'm going to cry thinking of this book. My God, you can read this book kind of cover to cover as a book and, and you'll receive it. It's also a book that you can just open one page here, there, and and pull a little nugget of like beauty. And it really is true. It is a book that, you know, you kind of just walk by your bookshelf and you can just grab it, open it really quick and just kind of smile for a quick second or be encouraged for a quick second. But then also if you're not, if you're feeling unwell, you can read the book and it's a very short read. And also very comforting and very, in a very lighthearted way, uplifting and encouraging, even if you're in a dark, dark place. You know what I mean? Because it's hard to dip your foot into all the self-help and look within and how blah, blah, blah. <sighs> it gets so overwhelming. And so any step in the right direction is a step in the right direction. And even though it's a children's book and even though it's like maybe collectively a paragraph, it's a beautiful book and it really does help with healing and and kind of moving forward and being able to forgive yourself and understand like life is a journey. That's we're doing it. We are we're fucking doing this is it. We're doing it. OK, there is no fucking end. There's no the end is death. The, there's no end. We're doing it. And let's just enjoy it while we're here. Let's enjoy what we're doing as much as we can. So that book is so beautiful. And I will list all these books in the description of the podcast. So wherever, whatever streaming service you're using to listen to this podcast, which we are available on all streaming platforms, still waiting for some contracts to get paid for this shit. <laughs> but any, any streaming platform you're listening to, there should be a little description and I will have a list of all the books that I'm, I'm listing off so that if you're not catching them, it's already listed out for you. Okay. So now we're kind of moving into a little bit more really books you uh <laughs> really they're called nonfiction. <laughs> uh <laughs> brain on fire by Susanna Callahan okay that one is kind of fiction and nonfiction. that one's also a movie please read these don't just watch the movies but I guess if you need to whatever just watch the movies <laughs> okay brain on fire blew my mind and it also helped so the first few books that I listed off kind of helped me like with healing and with feelings and kind of exploring myself and maybe like seeing my life from a different perspective and maybe realizing maybe there's more to life and kind of starting starting to open my eyes just because I started connecting with these characters and thinking wow I understand her pain huh interesting brain on fire helped me start to realize there are scientific proven ways to feel better, do better, act better. 
And it's not like a mystery. There is a fucking tool book to life, a little handbook that you can reference. It's called like therapy and psychology and science. And they work because this book, if you read this book, the journey that this woman goes on with a medical problem and kind of being gaslit by the medical community and then in the end realizing like what it was and it was all boiled down to a doctor who had a really simple test to have her do that he realized oh this isn't an like they thought she was fucking crazy they thought her brain was on fire they thought she was fucking crazy but she had a medical problem and so it was like a really fucked up situation and like a very long journey of trying to figure it out and in the end she was kind of like gosh how many people have an underlying medical condition but in the end she's kind of like how many people maybe have an underlying medical condition and they and they're not crazy and they're not as off the wall as they are and it started to help me understand like my anxiety like I'm not dumb I'm not forgetful I'm not messy I have anxiety from having been in toxic and abusive relationships I'm not a bad person and I'm not going to feel bad because of it. You know, you don't talk, you don't look at a cancer patient and be like, God, you're so fucking lazy. Why is your room a fucking mess? Like, bitch, did you see the bald head and the fucking chemo and the fucking port for my radiation and shit? Like nobody would say that. And it's not fair to uh, glorify certain illnesses or, or, you know, conditions and, you know, some are worthy of empathy and some are not. That's not how it works. Like, no, I don't have cancer, but I have hella anxiety and depression and I'm doing my motherfucking best. So, and, you know, brain on fire helped me, helped me connect those two pieces to see like your brain has a lot to do with how you're acting in life. So like be gentle with yourself. Okay. Chill the fuck out. And it's like a nonfiction fiction story. I don't know. Again, super. Fu- if I feel like if I could get through the book, it's got to be pretty fucking entertaining. Again, like if we connect on any level, I feel like you would be able to make it through these books and and appreciate them. Okay, here we go. Now these. Okay, this next book is the book that ma fucking caused me to get a divorce. Literally, dead ass, blew my mind. Literally, this book helped me reconcile all my feelings about Christianity and church and having been going to church and which now I feel like was more of a cult than anything. I was like in an evangelical, like non-denominational Christian church. But looking back now, that shit is like, for me, was meant and designed to be a cult. If you follow it and ascribe to it perfectly the way they're wanting you to, it's fucking weird. And I was, it was wild. And reading The Dance of the Dissident Daughter by Sue Monk Kidd blew my fucking mind. Here's the thing. Apparently, Sue Monk Kid has written some other shit that people are like, oh my God, didn't she write blah, blah, blah. And every time I tell people that I love this book, they're like, oh, are you a fan of her work? And they start bringing up other books of hers. I have no fucking clue what else this woman's written. I actually do own another one. She has another book called The Mermaid Chair and I just bought it because I was like, oh, I liked her other book. Maybe I'd like that one, but I'm having a hard time getting into it. But um, The Dance of the Dissident Daughter it breaks down like kind of her deconstruction from her religious faith and how she realized how she realized like it was up to her to break that curse of being the good girl for her daughter. Oh my God. Every, okay. Every one of these books makes me want to (laughs) cry, but she, 
literally realized like I don't want to teach my daughter how to be submissive and how to participate in a society and a culture that places women as second-class citizens. And she realized that, you know, being married to a pastor and being ingrained in that culture, it was going to be impossible for her to do that. And I was like, did did somebody, I literally, I swear to God, I felt like someone peeked into my soul, wrote this book, and then like planted it at my feet. For me, I literally felt like somebody planted this book from my, like ripped it out of my soul. It was good and hard, like hard to read in a good way because it was validation and confirmation that everything I was feeling, I wasn't crazy. You know, like as much as I wanted to be a mother and wanted to be kind of a domestic and kind of play that little role, it wasn't all I was ever meant to do, but that's the way like everything kind of was turning and it was, uh, you know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. And reading that book, reading another woman describe the journey and feelings that I was feeling and not able to put words to, that's what it was. She was putting words to things that I had felt but didn't understand. So reading the book was so eye-opening. Like, oh, oh, that's what I, yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, like, Oh, and it just like completely opened my eyes and helped me forgive myself and helped me start to let go of a lot of internalized misogyny because let's be real, Matt, okay, lots of women reach out to me after episodes and they'll, they'll, you know, tell me parts that touched them or didn't. And basically I think it boils down to a lot of us still have a lot of internalized misogyny and we all just need to remember what goddesses we are. And this book helped me do that so much. And then the more I dig deeper into those thoughts and those ideas, the easier it is to love myself, the easier it is to be confident, the easier it is to hold my boundaries and and put myself first in a situation where I would otherwise be harmed. You know what I mean? You never want to put yourself first to where you're, it's to the detriment of others, to where if I put myself first, now I'm hurting someone else that's not okay. I put myself first in terms of like with always with love and respect to the people around me. And if that harms you because you just don't, you just want to have some control over me. Well, that's a you problem, not a me problem. And I'm not going to adjust my boundaries. Do you know what I mean? The people who want you to be adjusting your boundaries and shit are, are because their boundaries are inconvenient for them, but that's a them problem. That book just helped me like kind of start to build that backbone of I am motherfucking woman. Hear me motherfucking roar and I will take up space and I will wear bright red lipstick and curly hair and I will I will express myself however I feel necessary as long as I'm not hurting the people around me because that's okay. My feelings are valid. I'm a real person. I I get a moment too. You know what I mean? And I think it was kind of really honestly the spark of emerging motherhood because I was like, yes, I am a mother and I am so much more also. 
like i feel like the second you have children people like strip everything else away from you i'm like no i'm such a dynamic human i'm not just you know a robot that bakes cookies and puts band-aids on knees i'm there's a lot more to it you know anyway can't say enough about that book i fucking love it (laughs) okay another book that really started to touch me another super easy read inward by young pueblo it's literally just a collection of poems and thoughts and they're all very short another book that's easy to kind of just pop in read one or two things like kind of fill yourself or uh, maybe just sit there and thumb through and just nibble at it kind of that's how I like to think of that book and it's encouraging and thoughtful and insightful it's really good to look with inward I mean that's literally the title of the book so that one's really that's a very beautiful book to once you are kind of ready to start dipping your toes in the heavy like trauma 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 look within look within that one's a good like start to wet your toes in that one okay we're gonna get down to the last two books and these ones aren't even that heavy I guess I just don't like heavy books so I will not recommend them (laughs) um okay talking about internalized misogyny reading the book cunt a Declaration of Independence. Now, to be fair, I haven't read the whole thing, but it is to me more of like a referency book because it really just breaks down the word cunt, its meaning, its origin, its uses. Um, and since we know what a cunt is, they're actually, you know, they're referencing your vagina, your vulva, as we've learned. Um, it also like talks about the vulva and its functions and things like that. Like it, it's also another really cool book that you can kind of just like pick a chapter and read. Like you don't have to read it cover to cover. You can kind of pick through it, nibble at it, and you're going to get a lot from it. And then you're going to get a whole shit ton if you actually do read it to cover cover to cover. That one is just, it's a lot to read because it's kind of interesting and exciting. And like, what? Like, and then... It's funny now when I hear the word used, I'm like, I genuinely don't take that as an insult. So I don't really care. (laughs) You know, it's it's a fun book. It's really, really fun so far. And actually, one of my one of my good friends that lives kind of close by, she's a really fun, quirky girl. She's read it and she's like, oh, my God, I love that book. And, you know, so like when other women that I respect or look up to, you know, recommend something like that, too, I'm like, okay, okay, so it comes double recommended. Okay, last book is would be the heaviest book that I would recommend because and also again, this one I haven't made it through either cuz this one is really heavy to work through. It's called Sex and World Peace and it's got like four authors because as I learned, this is actually a book meant for college students studying Ah, what the fuck? He like says it in like the first couple pages. So what I like to do is go to thrift stores. I'm not even saying that in like the trendy hipster way. I mean it in the like single mom, super broke, genuinely always looking for a deal because I have four children and two jobs and a roommate and a dog. You know what I mean? That's why I go to the thrift store. And then I do like to just look at the books. It's an easy way to like see what's there. So I grabbed this book because honestly, I just thought it was a a funny title, Sex and World Peace. Like I thought it would look funny on my bookshelf. And then one day I was bored and I was like, fuck it. Let me like read through some of these dumb books I've bought for like this one was $2.99. And I guarantee you 
because I only buy things at the thrift store when they're 50% off. So it's, I guarantee you it was $3 and I probably bought this book for $1.50. But this book is meant for students of international relations. Yeah. National and international relations. That's literally like the first paragraph. So this is like kind of a college read, but I didn't go to like a traditional college. So I was really like excited to read it. And it isn't hard to read. It just kind of goes through all the aggressions. This book, to me, okay, that was another thing. Like, reading after, like, the first chapter, I was like, okay, I could keep reading all the statistics that are really fucking scary, overwhelming, and hurtful to read. Like, this book just started to, again, I'm going to cry. This book just started to infuriate me because it validated so much. Like, all of the world's problems boil down to men's violence against women. Literally. If men would stop being violent towards women... If women would have an equal say in this world, everything would be better. Literally everything. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. And it was like validating and infuriating because I was like, I know, right? Like after every fucking paragraph and it was just, it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Sometimes it's just really fucking hard being a woman and feeling misunderstood like I am scared for my life all the time literally at my second job I just started a second job bartending some dude walked in with his hands in his pocket and like the way he was sitting and looking I was like terrified for my life and the dudes that I work with were like nah he's you know he's no big deal like I mean they were taking care of it they were for sure like they had an eye on it they were making sure I felt comfortable but I don't think they understood like I am so terrified of this man. I literally just excused myself to the bathroom and kind of hung out for a minute because I was like, I'm so uncomfortable around him. And thankfully, I think they understood how uncomfortable I was that they asked him to leave. But gosh, like this book was so incredibly validating in that sense and infuriating. So I haven't made it through. I'm also not a college student. (laughs) So I don't know, but I have like a a love hate for this one. Gosh, it just sits on my bookshelf and stares at me because I want to finish it, but I just, it's very triggering at times. I take breaks from it. So a lot of these books I'll take breaks from, but I'll make them through. So that is my list of books that I think you would enjoy or they would be helpful to you in some way. Uh, And so hopefully you are able to make it to your library. I promise you, I know that sounds dumb, libraries are dope they exist for a reason you should try it out because most of my daughter was like how are you gonna recommend these books when you don't even own most of them and I was like uh because I got them from the library so go to your local library they're pretty dope and on that note if you stay tuned for what I asked in the beginning my daughter wanted to recommend a book she is in the sixth grade She is a very avid reader. She tore through the Harry Potter series like for amazing reader. Very, very, very naturally talented young lady, not just because she is my daughter. Speaking of my daughter, next week will be a very special episode featuring my children. So please listen up next week. That will be a very, very, very fun episode. Please stay tuned. But the book my daughter wanted to recommend is called Girl Serpent Thorn. And here is... (laughs) the book how it's described online girl serpent thorn is melissa bashar bashardost 
is an alluring feminist fairy tale about a girl cursed to be poisonous to the touch and who discovers what power might lie in such a curse. Ooh. But honestly, I thought this was so thoughtful. I do have a very open relationship with my children. Uh, I think divorce forces you into that. Like it or not, it does force everybody to kind of grow up a little faster, uh, change gears sooner than you would have. So I do have a much more candid and open relationship with my children and they know that I date and things like that. And so she was very thoughtful to say like, you know, I think your listeners might like that book or, you know, maybe even their children would. It is, it's aged for ages 12 to 17 based on reading abilities or whatever and maturity level. But she said the book really does help you see manipulation because of the way the characters interact with each other. When you first start the book, you really like these characters. And then as you read the book and she's not done, but she's like getting into it and she's like, I'm starting to see that this one character is like not not what I thought he was and I'm starting to see him for what he is so I thought that was really cool she's she's kind of doing the same thing she's reading and and pulling lessons to apply into her own personal life so I thought that was a really cool and a beautiful beautiful addition to the podcast so and a nice little preview for next week so please stay tuned there will be some merchandise loaded up to the Etsy store. I am just really trying to work on it well. I didn't want to hold myself to arbitrary deadlines. I'd rather do something good than do it on time, kind of. So, But big things are coming. I'm so thankful for every single person that listens. I genuinely check the statistics in the countries, and I see you homies all over the fucking world, and it blows my mind. I'm so, so, so genuinely thankful for every single person that listens and supports in any way at all. It melts my heart and this is truly my passion and I'm so thankful that you give me this platform. So thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.